afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. My lap mo. Last but not the least in that. And pubs <laughs> are finally open once again. Hey, I'm he- I'm hearing some some like um there was one area where they had over a thousand calls and all of them were drink related. Um and one of the one of the uh, chief whatever police chiefs or whatever was like you can't expect young people to be um Social socially distant. Instead of them to open gyms, this one they want to do. And nah, but do you know what? Yeah, I kind of understand where the gyms cause like the close it proximity, can be done. the sweat, it can be done. all of them it things can there. Be just, done. just and, it can be done. At the same time, I do get the the argument. That's like, how are you opening McDonald's and KFC and Burger King and all of them man there? Not open, open and, and it's like you're opening outdoor gyms, but come on, man! Like this is British weather, dude. You go to the gym. If they if they say two meters, two meters apart, they you know close off you know half the machines and then only allow a certain number of people in it can be done no that's what that's what one of the gyms were doing and my gym had like every other treadmill was locked off for real all of them things there but yeah it's just some of these pubs are open at like 6 a.m in the morning come on for what anyway (laughs) people were there at 6 a.m to drink (laughs) have you ever been it's it's been six months you know i mean it's been three months you know some people are gagging for that pint Mm. Have you been Weatherspoons? We, me and Peter went Weatherspoons for Weatherspoon breakfast. This was at like eight o'clock in the morning. People were all, yeah, already yeah, had empty true. glasses on that's the table. True. That's true. And this yeah. was this was like on a regular day. Not after was I? That was I. You weren't in the picture, fam. <laughs> you were. I think this was when we East London or Central, yeah, Central London, wherever you were. Right, you guys are still just, in QM. Like, out here having dates without me. That's crazy, bro. Yeah, it wasn't a date, first thing. Second thing. <laughs> Let me correct that real quick. <laughs> Second thing. No, no, no. It was, yeah, anyway. This is random. Okay, before Peter's masculinity gets threatened any more, let's just let's get, get into the hot seat. There ain't nothing being threatened. Anyway, cool. Mo's in, <laughs> in, in the hot seat. See how quick he was to change the subject? <laughs> the one's there. Bro, it's cool, man. It's cool, man. Mo's in the hot seat. It's cool to be ashamed of me, you know. <laughs> I'm ashamed cool, of you. Fam. I'm happy to say it. I was about to say yeah. your mum's yeah. ashamed of you, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the household situation is looking like. So I can't be cutting close to home. Yeah. I remember the days when like your mum was the answer to any insult Bruh. that that's how gave to you. Straight. Do you know what? Yeah. In college, I had the worst one. This guy went to another but oh, your shoelaces are loose. She said, no, your mom's loose. <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's get into it. That, that got people's doors rocked back in the day, you know? <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Um, Robert, shall I go first? Or? Feel free. Mo. Yes, sir. There have been uh, <laughs> there have been uh, architectural, or actually, I should say, archaeological finds of temples with similar um, design to that of Solomon's Temple that predate oh. Solomon's Temple. Um, oh. So that 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 then has been used, you know, in the arguments of how much of you know old school not old school, Old Testament 
um, the the Old Testament narrative is actually just maybe picked from existing um, existing uh, mythology uh, or tradition. What's your response to that? If especially with Solomon's Temple, it was significantly uh, uh, specified by God. Mm. I think. Um... The devil's ruining it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> um, I think in terms of, um, from my recollection, the specific um, details and specifications in terms of the, the temple were given to Moses. And so when Moses went up uh, Mount Sinai, God said, make... Um, do things like um, do you mean the temple tabernacle, or tabernacle? The yeah. tabernacle, the tabernacle. Yeah. Um, what that that um, design was specifically given. Um, yeah, it was given specifically to, to Moses, and I believe um, I'm I'm racking my brain, but it's like I don't think I don't think that. Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think. Um, Solomon actually had uh, had a specific design. Um, I think he I did. I, I don't think it was as detailed as I don't think it was. Yeah, but he did have like specific designs, especially as to what to put where, and um, you know the uh, the using of gold and acacia wood or whatever it was and stuff like that i had always gone of the understanding that that was based off of the um, specifications from moses's time um but now i'm wondering if that was uh, an incorrect assumption um i'm wondering if that was an incorrect assumption mm. um yes and so if it was an incorrect assumption and that there was a new design kind of handed yeah, over so and he used that new design, um, then that then leaves the narrative open to the notion of, well, what happened there? Um, and yeah, I don't know. Cause I think, so, but, okay. So I think um, what the question was, the design was exactly the same. Peter. So, no, the, the question was, the, the designs were similar. How does that, you know, that gives credence to the argument that Old Testament theology could be based or lifted from ancient mythology? So what's okay. your response to that, okay. if um, that's the case? My response is similar ain't the same. Um, <laughs> so in as much as it is similar, so, um, <clears throat> there is a lot of overlap. And there is a lot of, um, I think I've, I've alluded to this before in, other, in another question where God had revealed himself to other civilizations and other nations and other people within those mm. nations. And we know that they, some of them anyways, worshipped the one true God. And as much as the fullness of the revelation of who God is and how he's worked has been tracked through the Jewish and the Israelite lineage. Mm. Um, but the revelation of God wasn't limited even in the Old Testament, to the people of God. Okay. Uh, even in um, 
I believe it's uh, Esau's line when um, Israelites were conquering the land. God said to them, I gave Esau's descendants that land. I delivered them from the giants. Like I, I went before them and I delivered them over there. And as much as however they were worshipping or whatever, wasn't quite alluded to, but there was a definite line and there was a definite allegiance in terms of God had delivered these people and brought these people into that land. Do not touch them. Mm. And so there was a recognition of God had worked with these people. And classic example, Balaam where he would dream, have conversations with God and be able to kind of decipher that into different uh, things, even to the point of knowing how to sacrifice to God. Mm, okay. um, it was like seven lamb, uh, seven rams, like and like seven being such a pivotal number within the Jewish community anyways. Mm. Um, like everything was almost in line with that. I know that now it would be more so 12 lambs representing each tribe as opposed to seven number of perfection. Um but he still had a relationship with God that was able to be like, all right, I need seven lambs for this reason or whatever, and to be able to do that. So I don't necessarily see it as a um, breach of God's covenant with Israel for him to have revealed himself to other nations and have steered their worship of him. Okay. In as much as Israel is his chosen nation. Um, mm. And like Jesus came through the Israel, uh, Israel lineage, um, Israelite lineage, but I don't see it as contradictory or anything in terms of God having revealed Himself to other nations as well. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's that's. I'm not sure if that would be satisfactory to people trying to disprove or discredit Christianity to some degree, um, but I don't necessarily see that as in impeding the revelation of God because like. Yes, all things point towards God. And so if we're saying, um, like, God cannot be revealed. So this is almost separate to the question. Yeah. It's almost separate to the question. And the, the argument is almost like God can reveal himself to people in different ways. But we have the Bible in which it is like God breathed and God's intentional way of communicating to us. I guess the, the, the problem with the answer with regards to the question is that the question, you know, almost postulates that these temple designs predated Solomon's temple design and mm -hmm. in the case of this temple actually there's a temple in I want to say Syria that's got bombed and got bombed recently very intentionally actually um but it wasn't even to God it was to another idol that they had if that makes sense okay okay so it's almost like it wasn't a revelation of God or you know or at least okay. it wasn't a, re a direct revelation of who of Israel's God it was to another God altogether and it predated Solomon's temple temple and actually they use some of um they almost verify the descriptions of Solomon temple Solomon's temple from this temple because it predated Solomon's one and is still or was still around if that mm. makes sense so that's the problem okay. with how that answer fits into or doesn't fit into uh, okay okay mm. that that's something I wasn't aware of and I think um, um, Activating my trap card. <laughs> Do you know what? There are, there are, and even I think I've raised it before. There are some instances within the Bible, and this, this, this is one of them ones where I'm just like, I just throw my hands up and be like, ah, this is what the Bible says, so this is what I believe in. <laughs> um, <laughs> simple as that. Bible yeah. says that. This is what I believe. So, boom. Um, ultimately, I believe that. I think 
does it directly impact my faith? No. Mm. Um, it's like Jesus died for me, regardless of what the temple looks like, Jesus died for me. And that's, that's like the foundation of our faith in Jesus. Um, yeah. But I think there is a lot, a lot of overlap between um, pagan history and Jewish history. Mm. In that some of it, like... Um, Even pagan Jewish history. Pagan Jewish history. And it's a case in which, um, even within the Old Testament narratives, we, we have Egyptian history mingled into it. We have Canaan hi- history mingled into it. And so mm. it, isn't, it isn't truly and uniquely just Jewish. It is the Israelites' perspective, but just of the Jewish... Um, it isn't just of Jews. So you have, mm. like, Babylon, Nebuchadnezzar, like, all of them guys there, Nebuchadnezzar, um, all of them guys there. Um, mm. So... That's that's on there is there will be some for me anyways there is some um, not incoherence or inconsistencies because I believe that the good is the book is coherent and is consistent um, mm. within itself within the narrative that it presents but I also recognise that <clears throat> historically overlaps and there are some things which are outside of that and so when we look at the Egyptian history outside of the Bible it may mm. present some disagreements with how the bible has presented things if that makes mm. sense yeah um and so, so that i don't know how to rectify <clears throat> and i haven't thought as to how how, how i'd go about communicating it um but i guess that's the point of these questions mm. so my answer would just be i don't know fair enough fair enough robert looks like he's I, I think you have you have an idea I do. I have an idea, but Robert, Robert looks like he's about to drop some bars. I'll, I'll let him. I'll let him drop those bars. And... Nah, bro, no bars for me, bro. <laughs> that so, as expected, my head. <laughs> as expected, trash bars, as expected. Robert must be tired. Robert must be tired. I said his shots. He's just like, I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna. Risk I can't him. lie. I did wake up like ten minutes before we started recording. Fair enough. Um. So the, the my. Not necessarily reconciliation because again I'm not an expert in archaeology and like you said it's one of those ones where the Bible says that I'm cool but um, one of the books that I read actually from the lady that I, I mentioned the redhead archaeologist whose podcast I, I love as well and who wrote the Mary Magdalene never wore blue makeup um, she noted that you know you look around at cars now like you look at the Jaguar XR and the um, Aston Martin even and they have similarities now they're obviously not created by the same company Aston Martin and Jaguar have nothing to do in common but Mm -hmm. there's always going to be trends and there's always going to be like industrial or fashion or you know whatever's going on there will be trends there'll be design trends so it's not surprising then that at the time you know architects would have trends and the more interesting thing is how the temple is almost a mirror of the tabernacle. So like you said, and it's probably why, you know, you have that impression that the details were given to Moses, but I know the tabernacle was given to Moses and then the temple somehow actually mirrors it. Whereas I believe the temple was also given uh, specifically to Solomon. He, well, um, to, to either David or Solomon, they had specifics for the temple, but it mirrors the tabernacle and the tabernacle predates some of these things. The tabernacle was, the tabernacle was like, you know, uh, was, was, um, it, it was one of a kind in that it, it was, it wasn't just an idol. It wasn't just a, we are looking to this idol. It was actually a container, a seat for 
God's presence because God wanted to be with people as opposed to just being, this is my God. It was, we we can, God's presence can come and sit here. This mercy seat, he's allowed for us to consecrate and, and allow it to be holy. And, you know, he can come and sit here without consuming us, if that makes sense. So it was a unique thing. Um, and to me, the fact that the design of Solomon's temple had contemporaries or was at the time, you know, within the trend, doesn't then say that it's it, that fails to make that argument completely because it's like, well, you know, everything's of a trend at some point in time. But the fact that it mirrors the tabernacle, which is consistent with God saying, this is how I want you guys to interact with me, I think sets it apart as its own thing. So that's that's sort of how. If it mirrors a trend, if it mm. mirrors a trend, then was God's instruction to build trendy? Well, no. So then that that then goes to that then goes to maybe actually sort of part of what you alluded to in that the devil is also real. So if the temple mirrors the tabernacle, and we know the tabernacle came from God, and then these other temples or the design trends at the time have similarities to this tabernacle which we know is from god then it's rather that that those other trends or those other things were mirroring the original and that then goes to what i tend to say is a counterfeit is only proof of an original the fact that a counterfeit exists mm. says there is an original <coughs> so yeah it, it was so you would or, argue that the sorry so you would argue that the counterfeit the, the thing that predates temple was a counterfeit the thing that predates solomon's temple because that yeah. ends up also mirroring the tabernacle which predated that temple if that makes sense the tabernacle was a thing in, the, in and of itself that whole mercy seat mm-hmm. the the design of the tabernacle and the things that went in was a unique thing in and of itself especially even around that time where they had idols as opposed to containers for god's presence if that makes sense like the the whole idea of the tabernacle and the consecration and the fact that by virtue of the killing and the spreading of blood and all of that there is now opportunity for holiness to come and dwell amongst the people Mm. so it's not that this is your god it's this is a place where your god can come and not destroy you because he is holy that was a unique sort of thing in and of itself and so the fact that temples, whichever temples, then end up mirroring that suggests, well, that's the original. Everything else was, you know, sort of a counterfeit. And then you got Solomon's temple, which we believe was also of God. So the fact that it has contemporaries doesn't mean that it wasn't true, but rather that obviously there are going to be counterfeits around that look to the same original inspiration. And that original inspiration was from God. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, on to my question now. So, Moses. Yes. Jesus, God the Son. Yes. Jesus died for our sins. Yes. Does that mean that God died? Does that mean that God is killable? And if so, what are the implications of that? Um, is God killable? Um, <laughs> my wife's just looking at me, shaking her head. The answer better be no. <laughs> yeah. Um... No, the answer is not. God is not killable. Um, And I think in John, Jesus mentions that no one takes my life, but I lay it down. That's right. Um, Come on. But then in laying down his life, doesn't that mean that he's still dead? The question is legit. Is God killable? Is God killable? Yeah. The answer is no. Because the answer is no. 
Um, but then Christ died. But Christ died. And so I think... And Christ oh. is God. <laughs> Peter Sharp. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we almost need to... No, I think we, we need to take the fullness of the scripture into account in terms of... In Revelations, we hear the Lamb who was slain before the foundations of the earth. Mm. And so Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection was almost in place before the foundations of the earth. Um, and when Jesus was in front of um, Pilate, and Pilate was like, don't you know that I have the power to either set you free or to kill you? He was like, you have no power over me unless it was given to you. And it's very much alluding to the, the reality of, like, there's something greater at play, there's something greater here. Yes, human beings perform the physical act of crucifying the human Christ. But I don't... And, um, but it wasn't Christ God in human form. So, like, yes. so, like, so, so it's like he was still God when he died. Yes. And so I think the way that I would answer it is in his humanity, God is terrible and God did die. But in his divinity, no, he isn't. So what happened to his divinity during those three days? So that, that I have no idea. So there's some people that was like, Jesus' spirit went to hell to set all the captives free. I don't necessarily subscribe to that. Um, but There is something I, alluding to that in the Bible, though. There is something alluding to that where he set the captives free. But I don't necessarily agree with the language of him going to hell for three days. Okay. Mm. That's that's what I have a disagreement with. Mm. Um because if you and you could argue that he went to hell for our sins for three days, but the argue but the argument counter argue that that's not eternity. We're gonna burn for eternity. Mm. So just for three days wouldn't necessarily equate to eternity. You could argue, oh, it's the weight of who it is. Um, but this this is just a never ending cycle of rebuttals and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um so yeah, I think in his, divin- in his divinity, he, no, he's, he, you can't kill God. You cannot lay hold of God to kill him. In his humanity, yes. And even in his humanity, it was something that was um, set up for that to happen. And so even in humans killing Jesus, it was something that God himself had given humans the power to do. Mm-hmm. And so we don't, in and of ourselves, have the power to kill God. No. In us crucifying Jesus, it was, it was a power in a position that was handed to us to be able to do that in the first place. Oh, I was um, asking if, like, we, we have the power to. I was just asking if God can die. That's no, my question. No, so the, the answer is God cannot die because if God can die and if God, the Godhead died, then how, how did he come back to life? But then if God didn't die, then how was Jesus' sacrifice for us valid then? Because Jesus died. Like, there is no, there's no denial as to that. Jesus literally, that's the whole gospel. Jesus but Jesus died. was God. Jesus, Jesus was, was God. God. So God, if Jesus died, that means God died. <laughs> the, the person, the person, the second person of the Trinity died. And it said he was raised by the Spirit. And so there is a fullness of his death there. And this is where the... Um, hypostatic union and things there kind of comes into it. He's fully, he's 100% God, 100% man. But, yeah, so he could died. You say that, could you say that for those three days, God was only two-thirds alive? Um, that's actually a good question. Well, okay, no, I'll, let, I'll let you finish. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, I would like to say no, but that then almost... 
So it's like, okay, so what, what, what about Jesus then? Was Jesus not fully God? If God wasn't fully dead, like God didn't... Um, yeah, so that's actually a really good question. I don't know. So I, I think I think that... Uh, I think I think Mo was making this point. There is the the reality that there are. It's a mystery. Firstly, that these three distinct beings—the Spirit, the Son, and the and the Father—are one in God. Um, that that much I don't I don't think we have the language or the 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 capacity to understand how three can be one. And so, other than that is the truth, and God said it. I have no way of explaining it. However. Um, we recognize that there are three distinct. We see them after Christ gets baptized, that there's the Father, there's the Son, there's the Spirit that comes down mm. like a dove. Um, in his death, we also have to recognize there is dying, and then there is dying. <laughs> there is the death of the physical body um, and ending the physical existence. But then once that happens, and this is true for all humans, our spirit lives on. And so even though we die physically, our spirit goes on and then goes on to eternity, either in God's presence or outside of God's presence in the lake of fire that was intended for the devil and his angels, but that some people have chosen by rejecting Christ. Mm. And so I think Christ died, yes, because Christ was fully human. But even in his death, he like like um like was said you know there is um, biblical verses alluding to the fact that in his death he was still doing something and then wrested control from death or overcame death and thus death couldn't keep him captive death couldn't kill him or keep him keep him dead however he did die there was shedding of blood and thus there is the remission of sins which is what this was all about to begin with so is God killable no did Christ die yes but then as with all of us once our physical bodies die that's not the end there is then eternity and so it was it's no surprise then that christ though he died still existed and at that time the the three two thirds it wasn't two thirds dead two thirds three all existed just that one had physically died and that guy physically that guy <laughs> jesus yeah. physically came back which is the the whole miracle of his so your argument is jesus physically died but then the, the divine side of Jesus was still alive eternally. Well, not even just the divine side of Jesus, but the, the idea, and again, that's with all humans, when we die, we don't end. We don't enter into oblivion. Death mm-hmm. is not oblivion. But it, it's a case in which our human, our physicality dies. Yes, yes, which is exactly our, what happened with, which is exactly yes, what happened with Christ. But, yeah. So but then was it, my, my <laughs> argument, my question, sorry, sorry Robert, my question is, was there then two Jesuses? How do you mean? So, like physically, he like physically he was dead. Yeah. Um, but he he was fully human and fully divine. Mm-hmm. And so, if we, and so I was like, God the Son mm. was alive in eternity, like spiritually alive in mm. eternity. Mm. Um, and but you were like, no, like like Jesus was alive. But I was I like, the, 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 so are we saying just the divine side of Jesus was alive? And then after three days, the, and this, again, we're, we're pressing into matters that we may never understand. Mm, mm. Um, but just alluding to what you're saying was that almost that the divine side of Jesus was alive. And then the divine side breathed life back into the human side after three days, which is something that the scripture almost alludes to in that the spirit brought life. 
yeah. brought him back to life. So yeah. it's, it's yeah. almost a lead to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think that's yeah. I'd I'd go with that explanation. <laughs> I think it's. I just gave you the answer. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Yeah, I th- I think it's it's at the risk of making it more confusing to say Christ spirits because Christ spirit is still the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Kind of thing, but they're they're distinct and it's it's again it's it's a mystery, but. I think it's it's understanding, and I can at least understand it if I think of it in terms of the fact that... Don't whisper like that, G. I know, right? If in terms <laughs> of the fact that even when I die, it's not the end, if that makes sense. Yes, and that's, so that, like, much, that, I, I'm, that much I'm like, if, I, if we die in our humanity, we've been given spirits, it's not the Holy Spirit, but it's, mm. it's like... Spirit. Yes, pe- mm. people have argued that it's almost like who you are isn't your physicality. It mm. is this spirit nature in which is then impacted by um, your experiences, your memories, the people you engage with, your environment, everything. It, it then shapes your perspectives. But who you are as a person is, is almost the spirit side of you. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't even want to go too much into it because I don't yeah, think yeah, that's yeah, what's important. But I would yeah. even say your, the spirit is just the eternity, the breath of, of eternity given to us by God. And that then intermingles with our soul, which is who we are, our emotions, our reactions, our characteristics, our tendencies, sits in the soul. And then that interacts with this world through our body. So when we die, our soul as the face of a spirit is what goes on. But then the spirit ends up being a battery. Or, like I said, I don't okay, even guys, we're going down the rabbit hole. Yeah, we're going yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We ain't got time but for yeah. this, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that's cool. Um, I, I agree. I like Peter's answer. Um, and as I said, this, this is a question that we're pressing into that we may never. Yeah. Um, well, I, I don't think I've got the qualification to start answering the question. <laughs> And I don't mean that in terms of paper qualification, but it's just, yeah, this this is a level of revelation and stuff that previously yeah. I haven't really been interested in. Confession. In all fairness. In all fairness. Yeah. All right, let's move on because time is short. And hearts are heavy. At least mine is heavy. All right. Share your woes. Bro, you've, been, your woes. you've been teasing this. Let's it's, go. Bro, it's been such a sad week. Oh, my gosh. So, you guys know how much I enjoy... Smash Bros, right? Smash Bros Ultimate. But where are you going with this? Because you start... like Okay. All right. Carry on. Okay. So, Smash Bros is like a game on Nintendo Switch. It's like a Nintendo game where it's got fair characters from different um, Nintendo IPs come together and then they just fight each other. It's a great game. It's sick. They just dropped Min Min last week. She's been doing the two things with the two-arm thing. It's been sick. I said Min Min. That's her day, bro. Min Min. But, there have been... Allegations brought to many prominent people in the Smash Bros community when it comes to sexual misconduct with minors. Okay. So, um, the three that hit me the hardest, some of them I didn't even know, so I didn't care. But Nairo and Keitaro, and then the Smash God himself, Zero. So, so hold on, are you talking about characters? No, players like like like. Oh, okay. People who play the game to like like like, like, like the very high, um, high standard. Okay, and you know these guys on a first name basis. Okay, cool. No, that's just their um their smash names. <laughs> I say smash, and that's probably what got them in trouble. <laughs> you know what? Like, um, the terminologies you're using needs to be evaluated. Okay, okay. In, in like layman's terms, there's a game called Smash, and very top high players of this smash game called Smash Smash Brothers. 
have 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 been outed as in the in the past um sexually abused or done sexual things with underage people okay and so people are getting cancelled people are like losing sponsorships and all of that stuff people are saying you guys are disgusting never come back duh, 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 duh. and that's fair enough if, if you do things with someone underage then you, know, you have to lose the the things that come with the territory that part's not for dispute my question that i want to bring to you guys is how long should the ban be when it comes to these kind of things or like anything do you, do you feel like someone should be banned forever or a little bit of time they they like do the, the like therapy they need to do and then they can come back so quick question when you said your heart was heavy what what was what was the heaviness was it these guys being outed as sexual offenders no the fact well it was that they they had done these things partly that they, they had done these things and that made me like really disappointed and then secondly it was that they're probably not ever going to be able to come back to the smash community and i enjoyed watching their videos and that made me sad as well okay okay um so my response is essentially just like i have more sympathy for those at the receiving end than for those than the perpetrators Mm. um that's that's where my that's where my sympathies lay so even if like you like for my part like you were the best um kyokushin artist or whatever and i really enjoyed seeing your 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 spars like i really learned from you or like photography wise i really get stuff from you and them things there and then i'll just be like bro like your punishment should be in line with with the nature of the trauma that you've inflicted. That for me, that's justice. Mm. And if these people are going to be living a lifetime, potentially a lifetime, like living with this trauma, which more than likely it is, like counseling and all of them things, so just to be able to cope with it. Yeah, I'm I'm cool if you never come back to Smash Brothers, bro. <laughs> I'm cool if you never come back. So that, and that's, that's just for me personally. And I know that there's like argument of grace and mercy and forgiveness and blah, blah, blah. But I'm also, I, as I said, I have more sympathy for those on the receiving end yeah. than for those who actually perpetrated these things. Um, I, actually, I actually think that's a really good way to put it because I think more often than not when these things come out, like with the, who was it that the Prince guy was associated with that dealt with younger, he had, well, well, is it Epstein or that Epstein? Yeah. yeah. Like no one even knows the girl's name that was part of it, but then everyone knows him, and then the conversation becomes about the perpetrator. But then it's like, no, actually, there's a victim to this, and they and are more important. Yeah, and I think um, having been around circles, uh, sorry to cut you, but having been around circles in terms of like people who have been at the receiving end of like rapes and stuff, mm. there's a real angst around calling them victims mm. and as much as it you've been, essentially in, in the act you've been victimized you have been forcefully made a victim mm. but in actively taking on that title of a victim it almost relives the trauma just with just with the title associated with it and mm. even and that's why i was like i have more sympathy at those in the receiving end because i don't i personally don't know i can't call you a survivor because you shouldn't have survived something like that mm. um so yeah, it's it's. But I just mentioned that to say, like, it may be mm. worth just thinking through the language used yeah, yeah. for those in the receiving yeah. end. But Fair this enough. this might not be the right time to kind of 
consider yeah. that. So yeah, continue yeah. using victim if that's. Like, well, no, no, I I appreciate that, and I think my my point was that it's it's a good way of putting it because it places the right individuals in in perspective in that we should be thinking of those on the receiving end as opposed to just those or we should be more concerned with those on the receiving end as opposed to those that perpetrated so that that that's what i really liked about that mm. Mm. so would you then say if the victim or the person who was on the receiving end so would you so if the person on the receiving end said that yeah. they're cool there's no more trauma or anything should the um, perpetrator then be allowed to back into whatever circle they were in in the first place so personally I think at least for now we recognise that this is a, a you know a horrible thing <laughs> and I say at least for now because I have sneaky suspicions that a few years down the line with all the progressing that's going on at some point someone's going to say this is a sexual preference and kids will be given enough auto- autonomy to say that yes they prefer. so at least for now we recognise that it's wrong and I think, having recognised it's wrong, some people argue it's a mental condition. You you want to you know, want to at least think that that's probably more likely the case because it's something has to be wrong with you to think that that's okay. I would say they should be ideally they should be punished. I like um, most duration of however long the person is living with the trauma. You should experience your punishment, um, but I think. If you know there's been forgiveness or whatever, they should still. You, you want them to be rehabilitated and and whatever it is addressed. And I don't know if that's even possible, but at least that's what I think should be done first before they are back into society in general. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think rehabilitation is key, mm. um, especially if you are or were in a position of power and influence. Yeah. Um, and having used that same said power and influence to gain access to these things, I don't think you should be released back into that position of influence and power. Now, it may just be by virtue of you having been in that position, people always have you in that position in their heads. And so even if you're stripped away from it, like your voice will still carry weight, your presence will still carry weight. And so for people, you'll still hold that position. Um, as a status thing, even if like physically or socially you don't hold that space, within people's heart you still may hold that space. And that's that's something for individuals to navigate. Um, hold on. But I think what you know, you know them daddy technical issues, but <laughs> um but I think I wouldn't release if if a celebrity was exposed or seen to be doing certain things that weren't right especially to minors and after a quote-unquote time of rehabilitation and stuff he's released back into that place i would have serious questions Mm. even if he's like i'm totally transformed i'm a new person blah 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 It's, it's almost like um a person who has been addicted to crack going to an AA meeting and then after rehabilitation being released back into the same environments in which um, fostered and enabled him to get to the point that he was in. I'd be like, nah, that's not healthy. I think an even grimmer uh, depiction of that would be someone who's addicted to prescription drugs and then when they come out, you put them back in a pharmacy to go to work. It's like, hey, that's, you know, that's you're just my... playing around with the same thing that got them in that issue. And I think that even with doctors... If a doctor is seen to be like, 
around them, like as around what Peter was saying. I don't think they're allowed back into the same position as the one before, mm, just mm. by virtue of like, yeah, you, you can't. All right, Noah, you just can't hold that space. Like we can't trust you to hold that space, no. regardless of how much rehabilitation. I know that, and it's like, Peter, but Jesus forgives. Yeah, that's Jesus. I'm not Jesus. <laughs> Like, I'll t- I pray that I get there someday. Be Christ like Moses. I pray that I get there someday. But it's still like, yeah. We're on our way. We're on our it's, way. It's almost, it's almost like saying, yeah. And this, this is a grim example that I wouldn't want to happen. But like, you adopted someone into your family and realized that they were abusing your child. Mm. And then you, obviously, if you don't kill them first, get them arrested. Rehabilitation. Would you accept them back into your family? No. no, I killed him a second time. <laughs> you, wait, you wait for the second time? No, no, I, I killed, killed him the second time twice. Oh, and that's that's the thing. It's like I wouldn't do that, and that's just protecting. That's that's more of a of a sign, um, means of protection than anything else. And so that's that's where my mind would be at. And as I said, I have more sympathy to those who are at the receiving end, and so I wouldn't want you to be in that position or to place other people in a similar position. And so my, my thing would rather be protect rather yeah. than uh, prevent, rather than cure. Okay, yeah. so sexual assault is like at the extreme of things. Okay, yeah. let's like scale it back a little bit. Do you feel like this same approach should be taken for maybe quote unquote lesser crimes? Like? So let's say if someone was, I don't know, let's say someone was like, verbally abusive to someone and that had and that had um like lasting effects on that person um and then so like let's okay so let's say being me and peter work together and peter was saying saying mean things to me and so peter got fired because of that or like they kicked peter out of church for doing that mm. because of, if 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 there are ever lasting effects on me because of what peter said should peter ever be allowed to come back to that to that place again or is he just banished forever i think i think the 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 um the calculation as to what that depends on i think has more to do with the root cause of whatever it is i'm perpetrating so if i'm being mean to you that root cause whether it's bitterness whether it's my childhood whether whatever that can be significantly easier to address than if you're a minor and i'm sexually abusing you like, yeah. And what if you were sexually abused as, as a man yourself and you're just propagating the cycle that was done to you? No, yeah, that, that's fair. But then, if even if so, once, that, once that's addressed, you know, what's the, how, how's that going to be, how's that going to be rehabilitated? How's that going to be mm. uh, fixed? If it's, if it's just me being mean to you, that can easily... No, verbally abusive. Not yeah, mean, verbally, verbally abusive. abusive. <laughs> that's a com- that's a conversation that's a stern conversation like you can't say these things like it's it's quite simple and that that's what i mean the root cause of that or even not even the root cause of it but that can be easily addressed as opposed to what's causing me to do something like sexual abuse and so i think that's why those two things have different like you said, you were scaling it back. We're going from sexual abuse to verbal abuse, and we can understand that that's a lesser grievance than sexual yeah. abuse. And I think for that, even reason, if the effects are no, but, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm, I'm looking at it in terms of the again the effects on the on the quote unquote victim. Yeah, yeah. I think 
Um, in terms of the law of man, um, firstly, I think it will depend on what sector you're in, um, what sector you're in, what you're trying to do. Um, Peter looks so funny. What sector you're in, <laughs> what you're trying to do, and what you had done initially. And so we're very much looking at this from a Christian, moralistic point of view. Um, some people may be fine to be like, mm. oh, yeah, man, was smash brothers, and then boom, let's, it's just a game, put him back onto the position, let him play the game, blah, blah, blah. Some people will be fine with that. I personally, I am not. Um, and in terms of um, the question, there was like a similar, and this is more so in the Christian setting, there was a similar situation. Um, I'll briefly say what like situation um, but like there was a guy interviewing for head of youth ministry and um, he interviewed brilliantly like everything went down well and leadership team was like yeah cool let's start the processes so it's like why did you leave your previous job oh yeah like I just thought time was up blah 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 all right cool we're going to do references stuff like that so are you happy to give us are you happy to, for us to go forward it's like no 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 I don't think you should go to my old work, place of work like follow these <laughs> other people obviously that's a red flag so leadership was like, actually, nah, let's holler this person's last place of work. So they holler the person's last place of work. And the last place of work said that, nah, he actually like started to engage in a manner that was inappropriate with one of the youth leaders. These times he's a married man with kids. He started to engage inappropriately with one of the youth leaders and they had pulled him up on it and they told him to stop, but he continued. <laughs> and so they said, all right, cool, you know what? We're going to give you the option to either leave or we fire you. But if you do leave, it needs to be under the agreement that you are not going to go get another youth-related job. Mm. And mm. he left. So in terms of employment history, there's nothing to show that he got fired or anything like that. He just left. Mm. And he did exactly the same thing that he had been asked not to do. Mm which was going in direct violation as to like why he left in the first place. That's and so signed the contracts. <laughs> and so it's like when leadership hollered the old old place and they're like, oh, this is the situation, then the new place was like, brother, you came to us in a vibe, but the vibes wasn't righteous. <laughs> and like I agreed wholeheartedly with that decision not to take him in. Yeah. Because yeah. of that. And it's like even just the character and the manner in which he presented is like co totally contradictory to a reformed heart. Because if it was a case of like you were truly changed, you would, have, you would have tried to make amends or go back to your old church, not necessarily to go work there, but to try and rectify things. And then in terms of moving forward, you would have been very open and honest about it. And so some of these things kind of go into place. And I'm very much looking at this from a Christian perspective. And depending on what you do, in a Christian perspective, I would rather you not come into a position of leadership because that behavior will be toxic. If, you're, if you're, your conversation is very belittling and degrading and just like just insulting people left, right and center, I wouldn't want you to be a minister. I wouldn't want you to, to be on leadership because how are you going to lead people you're always belittling when you're actually meant to be encouraging them? So for me, I'll be like, no, nah, you know what? Sit down in the pews for a little piece. Let's make sure that your character's in the right place. Let's disciple you. Let's invest into you and show you why what you did wasn't right in the first place. And if through that we recognize that, no, nah, like this person, you're struggling with it, cool, we're not going to put you in a position of power. We're not going to put you in a position where your actions will have a direct impact on the people you're leading. 
if it's in conversation and people know that, yeah, like, my man's a bit tapped. So you need to be able to navigate conversation with him in a different way. But if we as a church have made him a leader, yeah, it's almost like we're condoning his actions. And that's something that can't run. Peter's muted. I can see him nodding and stuff, but he's muted. Yeah. I was going to say, Robert, what do you think? About what? About your guys that have been cancelled. Oh, I've got mixed. I've got mixed feelings. Um, do I feel like they should be allowed back? Not for a very long time. I feel like, but I do feel like maybe lifetime. I think there's there's, there's like ways for it to be done. Like at, at events when there are minors, nah, bro, you can stay away from those. But if it's like 18 plus events, you know, everyone's legal. You can do your thing, whatever. Just don't do anything illegal, cause then you then then go to prison. <laughs> Um, so you're saying that we should have um, boundaries, have, have, have even boundaries. if even if we reinstate them back into their position, have boundaries and like, all right, you can't go here, you can't go there, yeah. you can't do certain things, and not like come back straight away, like go 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 get your counselling, go get your therapy, go and make sure any demons or whatever you have are dealt with, <laughs> and and like shouldn't it be like a full reinstatement, you know, like like a little tournament here and there, and then if you if you show you could be on good behaviour. Then maybe in like 10, 15 years time. Yeah. But it is it is like you guys have said, it should be a very lengthy process. It's not just like like a quick thing. Like, yeah, I've thought about my I've thought about what I've done. I know it's bad. Because there are roots to why such things have happened and they have to be addressed. And yeah, and I think for like a lot of these people, I think that where we are now and where we were like 10, 15 years ago. What what is acceptable and what and what is not acceptable is very different. Yeah. And so um, this is like a very teachable moment for for everyone. Um, for those who have who have done or are, are thinking about doing stuff in a certain way, they might rethink the actions. And for those who have been maybe abused and not even known it was abuse, um, this will maybe allow them to come forward and say, you know what, yeah, this has happened to me, da, 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 da. and then there can be a healing process uh, as opposed to things have, been, have just been like, suppressed for like a million years, sort of thing. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, well, I miss these guys very much. Are there other guys that I can watch? Yes. So that goes Are you not bothered, though? I, I mean, you did say you were dis- disappointed, but, you know. I am bothered, but to be honest, I'm not surprised by the behavior. <laughs> so, That's like, the problem right there. What do you mean? I'm not surprised by their behavior. And it, it's, it's facts in terms of like... Um, in, in, in like the video game society, there were like, there were like a lot of like degenerates and stuff. People with like very bad social skills and whatnot. So it was shocking, but it wasn't surprising. Was it, was it, was it not... Was it not like um, child molestation, and was it more like underage, like minors or something like that? Um, so for one of them, it was. So it was actually the minor that that like went on. And actually, for two of them, it was the minor that like was making the moves onto the older person. Mm. And they succumbed. Yes. Okay. And you see, when Delilah's just after you like that, yeah. yeah. But when. But when the dollars are underage, it's you that's in the wrong if you don't do what needs to be done. Um, do you know what? The, the thing, one thing that jars me as well is that, like, 
both parties could be drunk. Mm. But if the girl flips the script and says, I said no, then it's it's just, it's all a myth. And I don't necessarily agree with, like, girl says no, guy still goes on. But it, it, it almost seems like double standards to some degree. But Which is why I'm you wait until you get married. So I'm not going to... Bro, <laughs> hey, do you think rape doesn't happen in marriages? That's a, that for another day. That's a whole different topic. Um, Ooh, you know what? Maybe we should round up before, <laughs> before something crazy gets it. Bro. Mm. Cool. Uh, 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 but yeah, so hookups. Hookups. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's do this properly because this is a, this has been a serious topic we've been talking about. Yeah. So it. if there's anyone who has um experience any sexual assault of any kind um or like any kind of abuse of any way like don't feel like you can't speak up about it yeah yeah you feel you need to do to heal yeah um your experience is not wrong it's not your fault yeah regardless of whatever society may say yeah uh-huh. Yeah, and I have to say as well, um, on a practical note, there are um, services set up specifically um, for people who have um, gone through rape and stuff, mm. um, like counselling um, services and stuff specifically for those. Then, as with all counselling stuff, there is a waiting list. But um, from my understanding and my exposure to them, they've been very, um, they've been very good very good at helping people just like reclaim their bodies, reclaim their sexualities, just reclaim their living experiences and stuff. Um, so yeah, like do, do not feel shy or anything like that in terms of seeking help if you need it. Um, even if you don't, like don't feel like you're above it, like you're I, whatever, like yeah, support yeah. is out there. Please access it and please like heal, heal from it, like it is horrendous to go through um, and I think I've mentioned it before but it's just like sexual abuse and sexual assault is one thing that grates on me to the max um, it's, it's one of the things that I would definitely find hard to forgive if someone confessed it to me um, I would find it very hard to forgive um, and I pray for the grace for never in that position but more than likely, I end up fighting you. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's it. It's just, I've seen way too many people who have been affected by it. Um, and so I, I just can't, yeah. And so in all seriousness, please do access help if needs be. Um, there is help out there for you. And for the most part, it's free um, or re- very affordable. Um, so yeah, yeah, hookups. Hookups. Uh, can I go first? Yes, sir. Oh, so my hookup is on another Instagram page, not 16 plus this time. So, so it's a bit more of a wholesome page. Um, so this person, another artist. It's a nice change. All right. Um, growth, elevation. Um, so his name is Nils Britwum. That's N I L S B R I T W U M. Um, he is a Ghanaian based artist who does like these. Um, Ghanaian graphic design drawings of stuff and they look really great so check them out it's great my hookup is the Don Kanye 
He's dropped a new single, Wash Us in the Blood. I didn't like it too much, you know. You didn't like it? I didn't like it too, too much. I thought it was all right, you know. I thought it was all right. Was it doctrinally sound? That's my question. Uh, that's that's for you to decipher. That's <laughs> so that's for you a no. to decipher. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, that's a hard no, isn't it? In fact, but um, alternatively, Lecrae's dropped a single as well called Deep End. Is that is that doctrinally sound? That's for you to decipher again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm more confident in Lecrae's than uh, fam, to be fair. I'm not. <laughs> At this guy. Damn. Um, mine unfortunately is not necessarily artistic, but recently I've been uh, using a using a free web application to improve my touch typing, and it's called KeyBR. That's uh, Key K E Y B R dot com. Um, and yeah, you just go there. It's a really smart algorithm that starts you off with some basic, mostly more common letters. You just keep on typing, and then it gradually it adds more and more letters. And you know, you're le- you're you're just improving your touch type, and it shows you sort of where to place your fingers. And yeah, it's a really good one for just improving your typing speed. You do some random stuff, you know that. <laughs> Every week, this guy's oh yeah, there's this new thing. I'm just like, bro, where's you get the time? Yeah, have you to be playing Smash Bros. You're out here. Exactly. Because I'm not playing Smash Bros. And you're wasting Peter your Fav. life touch typing. Hey, yo, bro, man just went game, for the know. whole click. Wow, cool. Say that, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Shout out to Root for the intro out to music. Yeah. Shout out to Cameron Turner for the Audrey Amazing logo. You can find us at Twitter at the French UK, on Instagram TBS Furnace. Um, Mo's been doing the madness on Instagram. Back, back, go check out the Instagram, it's looking wavy. Um, you can find us at soundcloud.com for slash Blacks Furnace no apostrophe. On all good podcasts and websites and apps, Blacks Furnace with an apostrophe. I guess that's it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Cool. So, this is the Blacksmith Furnace signing out. Yes, sir.